The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joe Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 7200. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 7200 for your copy now. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. Would you like to engage your current customers better, attract new customers, build and enhance your brand in ways that you have never been able to do it before, all using the Amazon Alexa, a new technology that hasn't really been utilized in a reasonable and great way? To share that information, tell us how. Doug DeVeter, how are you, Doug? Good, Joel. Thanks for letting me be a part of your program. Well, you know, I heard you talk about Amazon Alexa a couple months ago, and I was so fascinated by it. And I just wanted you to share some stuff with, with our listeners because uh, I thought that you did an awesome job. And, and I have to tell you, uh, I've heard you speak before. Uh, you know, you're not a humorist. You know, you're not one of those comical type guys. But you you kind of did this ventriloquism thing where Alexa was the dummy and you were the puppeteer and you had Alexa making fun of you. I just thought it was the funniest little thing I've ever seen. I'm thinking, I really want to do that one of these times, you know, and I, I haven't done it, but I, I just, I thought it was awesome. So tell us about uh, what what's up with in the whole Alexa space, <laughs> the new emerging technology. <laughs> well, Joel, I genuinely appreciate your curiosity because this is really a new way of being able to communicate and express ideas and influence others that, you know, when they say we're creating the future, like we're building it now with just different things by asking a powerful question, right? And so for as brands start to adopt Amazon Alexa into their internal communication strategy for, you know, existing team members or employees or or it's externally with customers, we, I mean, we as like organizations can 
tap into, I guess now it's over 100 million devices sold that integrate Amazon Alexa. And so you're talking from anywhere from just the devices themselves to TV, where you actually plug into the TVs to where it's integrated into your headphones and it's integrated into your car. You know, it's just, it's, it's okay. now like, slow, it, yeah. slow, down, slow down a little bit. Okay. Cause there, there's a lot of basics here that we're kind of jumping over. First of all, you said there's a basic question. What's the basic question? Well, so the, the question is, comes from an impact standpoint, right? So this isn't so much technology, but, you know, we always ask the question, what one question could we ask would create the biggest impact across a variety of different, you know, key outcomes? And so, you know, if you are, let's say, uh, a real estate company, what you, one thing you want to do is attract new customers, right? Another thing you want to do is recruit new agents. And then you also want to be able to uh, retain them uh, and you, you would do that traditionally through face-to-face interaction. You would do that through uh, email that you would send out. And then now with Alexa, we can now program experiences that really kind of tie into the, the core value propositions that companies and uh, institutions have already invested in. So the question is, how are we going to uh, apply this new technology to existing activities that we're already doing, right? I mean, that's kind of the deal. And the new technology is voice and audio through something like Amazon Alexa. Now, Amazon's not the only one that has it. I know Google has a thing. I mean, when you go to Costco, they sell these Google pods that look just like the Amazon Echoes. I mean, what's the difference between these companies? Are Are there big differences? So what you're looking at is platform, right? Um, just like you're going to look at, or am I looking at uh, an iOS device or am I looking at an Android device? And there's different developers that you need for different operating systems. And, you know, when you look at voice, like you said, there's uh, Amazon Alexa, there's Google Assistant, there's Microsoft Cartana, there's Samsung Bixby, there's Apple Siri. And the kind of the list goes on as others are, start, you know, who knows if Facebook's going to, about ready to jump in and grab grab some of that territory too. So when when we look at it right now, like which is the most natural platform to gravitate towards? Well, if you're looking for the highest adoption, well let let's let's start with Alexa, and then if that works works really well, then we'll add on other platforms that we we deem, deem appropriate. So um, what we're really talking about when we talk about voice, talk about audio. I mean, there are lots of applications for this already. Like our phones, uh, I dictate most of my uh, text messages because I'm not a good typer. I, I use like one finger. I'm not, I'm not too good at that. So I, I just, I, I talk it in uh, and, and Siri talks back to us. And so we're already starting to kind of get used to some of these activities. So what are we really talking about? What's the next level look like? I mean, we're all kind of doing a little, but what does it look like? Well, in, in terms of common tasks that you you would you would do on a regular basis, um, one thing that Alexa is good about is reminding folks and also holding folks accountable for what they do. Now, like I'll give you an example, and it's not even Alexa related. Like when I'm running um, with my iPhone and I'm using the Map My Run app, like there's a little notification that goes through my headphones that says, "Hey." Speed up! You're, you're you're not going fast enough. Now that audio reminder is tied into the app, just no different than, than Alexa would be. That uh, Alexa would be telling you, "Hey, speed up!" Or this is something that you need to do because it's we we have data 
upon with you using the customer, using your shared permissions. And that could be as simple as, you know, first name, last name, mobile telephone number, um, shipping address that's tied into your Amazon customer profile. So if you're going to ship or you're going to do e-commerce, there's that, there's uh, those options that you can explore. So there's, you know, so many different ways you can go, but really like, I think where like, if you're just getting started is, is find, find one use case that you see your customers, you know, using the most and then start to build, build off of that. And then there, you know, there are many examples on like, if you're just going to, if you're going to go with the Alexa platform that are already successful, you know, they already have a high number of reviews. It's being shared on social media and there's videos and, you know, there's awards too that are given for some of these experiences. So don't feel like you're kind of starting off from scratch. There's already many proven templates um, that have been successful. Well, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to those skills in a little bit. Cause first we kind of have to get what the big picture is. You know, I remember in the 1980s, you were probably just a wee little thing at that time, but um, in the 1980s and I was at Price Waterhouse and the killer app that made PCs actually take off and become something was uh, Lotus one, two, three, which became Excel over time. And every accounting firm, every business was able to do, uh, you know, some accounting and mathematical work using that. And I just, I remember uh, the company telling me, uh, you know, Joel, go in that closet and uh, don't come out till you know how to use this program. And and I just sat there and I just practiced and practiced and I put my checkbook in there and I, I, I just did all kind of different things. Um, and so Lotus one, two, three was the killer app that made computers. Actually, it wasn't word processing. It was absolutely, uh, you know, the, the spreadsheet and the ability for, companies to do mathematical computations, you know, that they needed to do. And, and then they started buying more computers, price computers came down. What's the killer app going to be for Alexa? Do we already know, or is it shopping or what's it going to be? Well, I think different organizations have different ways that they measure what they feel to be the killer app, right? One would be based upon, you know, brand awareness and reach. Another one would be revenue. Look, if this isn't, if this isn't tied to revenue, then this isn't going to be a big win for us. Or maybe others might say, you know, we're trying to win an industry award here. And then, you know, whoever wins the Alexa grand prize award, that's, we consider that to be, you know, a successful Alexa app. You know, every time, every time you say her name, she lights up over there in the corner and she like barks something like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? So I keep hearing this and then from the side there over there, but, um, you know, I I wonder what the, uh, what the real application is going to be where everybody catches on and says, I got to have one of those things. Um, I'll tell you, for example, my son, uh, he, uh, he walks in his apartment and says, Alexa, turn on all the lights. She's lighting up, trying to turn on all the lights or, you know, or turn on the music or, or, you know, whatever he tells it to do. Uh, so people are using these things in lots of different ways. Uh, you know, they're, they're buying things, they're shopping. But, you know, are, are these things just gimmick things right now or is it really going to turn serious? <laughs> you know, this is the same question we asked that I remember very vividly about 10 years ago. And that was, you know, it was social media waste of time. Right. And I, and I had to follow, I had to follow all the, the old school gurus who said, you know, social media media is a waste of time. And, you know, now they're, they're the ones who are teaching social media. So well, that's because they're professional gurus. They got to go. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, you know, there's, there's going to be all kinds of resistance, right? And then, you know, you know, you look at adoption rate for Amazon and Alexa, like their goal is to increase the number of users so that they have, um, they can generate more revenue through the platform, right? And then anybody who's, who understands like channel partnerships and understands Amazon as, as a channel partner, and we can, knowing, knowing that the trend is here, right? Like there's no if or should we, it's like the trend is here. So we should be over that by now. Um, the question now is like how? And so from, for a brand or a company to look at the how, they have to look at the adoption increasing the adoption rate within a useful experience, right? If it's not a useful experience, people are going to hate it. They're going to, they're not going to use it. They're not going to tell their friends about it. And then you have a sunk cost that you now have to realize and say, okay, when maybe we missed the mark here, maybe we should try something a little bit uh, different next time. Well, you, you so, already, listen, you already said the magic number. Uh, you, you said there's a hundred million devices. If there's a hundred million devices, this is not a, this is not a fake thing. <laughs> no, no, it's like it's like it's not bad. This is this is real and it's happening. If there's a hundred million of them out there, it's happening. So the question is, what are we going to do? And I know this is what this is what I want to get to because you're this is where you're an expert. Is what do we do with the thing to make more money? How do we really connect it to sales, profit? Yeah, okay. you know, you talk about brand enhancement, engagement. You know how we how do you do it? So this is a really, this is a real tricky question. I think it depends on what your product type is or if it's a service type and also the size of the transaction, right? If it's a, if it's a low size transaction and you're looking at um, selling things like selling products through it, there's a low risk to transaction when there's a, a low amount associated with it. Right. Um, but if you, so if you, but if you're selling high ticket items, you want to look at using Alexa as a lead generation strategy where you repurpose some of the content you already have. So you like, you put your, put your podcast on there. Maybe you have some sort of widget that, in, um, you know, books an appointment, you know, on your calendar. <clears throat> Maybe you have some sort of content campaign that's sequenced that collects information from customers as they speak to it and then gives out real-time recommendations based off of, you know, your area of expertise. So like when you look at, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example here, like how complex this could be when people say, this is impossible. No, it's really not. Like if you look at the, at the real estate transaction that has about 180 steps that are involved with, you know, either buying or selling a home, a lot of those conversations, we say the same things over and over again, just with different people. So why not just write the, write it out once of what the best script is, the dialogue would be, and then you could have Alexa kind of as your sidekick that's helping customers through the transaction like you have been for years, home after home after home. To help us understand, though, what does that actually look like? Is that, is that Alexa saying, how much do you want to spend? And then the person says the amount and then Alexa would say, what neighborhood do you want to be in? And the person says the answer, is that how it works? I mean, or is it something different than that? Yeah, absolutely. So, and there's a sequence to this process, right? Like if you look at, if you look at the steps of buying a home, like you want to get pre-approved before you start looking at homes because you might be looking at home, wasting your time looking at homes you can't afford. So like, could you do that? Yes, but it's a waste of time. We always have to like do things in logical order. So the good thing about Alexa is like, if you're the skill developer, right. And you type something out and Alexa says it, it must be true. Right. Like, 
kind of like websites. Um, but at the same time, like you have online forms to collect information and then, and then send it out. Well, the beauty of doing it through Alexa is, is it's happening instantaneously. Like it's happening like, like bam, bam. Like I, instead of, instead of, instead of typing on the keyboard or tapping on the screen, I'm just talking to, you know, the device or the computer screen that has, um, you know, the visual interaction for you to see. There are, there are some real differences between uh, interfacing with uh, a website and interfacing with Alexa. Randy Gage was on the show couple months ago and it was it was just an extraordinary discussion that we had and what he really articulated so brilliantly was that when you go on a website and you say show me uh, some cars they'll show you 50 different cars and you scroll through the cars you want but with with audio that's not possible with audio they're going to give you two or three choices pick one so amazon is going to control an awful lot of the decision making and you know you're going to have to reteach your customers not just to say car but to say luxury car or bmw car or you know suv car or or you're going to have to teach your people to be a lot more specific because generics are not going to work in an mm-hmm. audio world agree with that yeah so um so, so i so i do and i think what we have to think about is but like the the term for this is called vui or voice as a user interface right and so the biggest so like there's a lot of do's and don'ts and best practices and designing voice experiences so like one of the one of the best practices is don't create your Alexa skill like a phone tree, like like a like a phone menu, like to give you different options. Instead of doing it that way, look at turning it into a what they call a multi-turn conversation, right? So we're kind of like doing the dance, uh, where I say hello, you say hi. I say how are you, you say great. How are you? And like we actually script about, that out ahead of time. What if it's Alexa the smart Alex? None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, you know, the, the good, the good thing about this is we can, we can take whatever the tone of our brand is and put it in to Alexa to make the tone serious, to make it humorous. I don't know. I always try to, to make mine a little bit more playful, um, just cause that's my personality, but you know, others might not go that way. So as you create this experience and keep in mind, there's, there's like 12 different roles that are associated with creating this. This is not a, this is not a, a job for one person, right? Just, just the skill and designing of voice user experience is completely different from the skill sets needed to develop or write the code to program the skill, right? Those are two different, like, yeah, you like know, yin and yang that are necessary. And then you have, like, when you start to add in the screen element, now somebody has to design that out from like a graphical, graphical design. And then you take that design into the code this for the devices that have that, they have to, it's, you know, the HTML for how the screen looks out and there's the buttons that, you know, people can touch on <laughs> like this, like I can go deeper in here, but you realize like there needs to be a project manager that can facilitate the, <clears throat> or the coordinate all of the different roles to progress this thing over the time to something that's like real and not just something. Well, you, you know, listen, here, here, here's my big takeaway from this is I, I know that you, 
work with people kind of on a self-service basis. You help people learn how to develop skills. But my sense is that this is not a self-service business. Uh, what you just said was, you know, don't develop it like a phone tree. Well, left to their own devices, the only thing that people understand are things like phone trees where there's some progression. But somebody, and we're not talking about a technician. You're, you're, you're technical, but you're a marketing guy. And, and so there really, there's application that is different than just the technology, just the software programming. There's more to it than that. Well, think about this on a different in a different way, right? And this comes down from usability. And I learned a lot of this usability from the Nielsen Norman Group. They're based. They're a group out of San, uh, uh, California that's user like research based user experience, right? And so um, they give the analogy of the coffee maker. Right now you have one coffee maker that has all the bells and whistles and has 50 different buttons and sliders and, and modes and things like that. And it comes with this really fat booklet. Right. And then there's a, the other coffee maker that has like three buttons. Now, which one, which one are you, are you going to use on a most, on a more regular basis? Well, I, I would prefer the, uh, the one button, but I would <laughs> buy the three button just <laughs> with two buttons. I'm probably never going to use good. So, so like good voice experience, they don't need an instruction manual. You just start using them. And so this is where we need to like this, where the, well, that, that's why I'm saying it's not yeah. a really a self-service deal. I mean, it, it left to your own devices. You might create something that's completely complicated. That's why, uh, that's why I'm telling you that, that yeah. guys like you really are going to be necessary in this process, especially uh, in the very early stages, because if you get it wrong, people are going to get frustrated. You want to get this right, right up front, because, uh, you want to be one of the early, uh, if you want to be one of the early adopters, you also have to be one of the early success stories. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you'd probably agree. There's a lot of crappy websites out there, right? Well, you people can go on there for, for free and build, build a free website and say, but it's like, there's a lot of more elements that are involved. Yeah, listen, just, just because, uh, because there are templates doesn't mean you end up with something that's any good. I mean, from a marketing point of view, you want to move somebody's eye from here to here to here to here, and you want to have some logical progression. And templates don't necessarily do that. So, um, so what are tell? Give us some examples of of uh, some skills that you've developed. And the and these these the, the programming in Amazon is called skills, right? That's that's what they are. Yeah, good. So like, like Apple and Android have apps that you, you download to your phone. So for the Amazon Alexa platform, the, the apps are called skills and you don't download the skill, you enable the skill, right? Um, that's just the language you have to learn okay. as part All of right. it. So, so you have, you enable these different skills. What skill, give us an example of a couple skills that are available. Like, uh, there's a podcast skill, right? Our, our, yeah, so, there, yeah, you know, it always comes back to the power of the question. The question was, well, how can I, how can I accumulate the most amount of experts who already have a podcast in the one place and people could search and find it um, based off of how we like define the experience. And so that's the thought leaders, Amazon Alexa skill. And we developed it using the screens in mind. And that's, and so like you've, you've heard of HTML for websites. Yes. For, for voice, it's called APL, Alexa Presentation Language. And so, if you have one, if you have one of these, uh, the Fire Cubes plugged into your flat screen TV, or you have the Echo Show devices that have this, the box screen, or they have an Echo Spot that kind of looks like a hockey puck but has a screen. The it's designed that you can use those uh, screens really well. So, 
that's out there. Another skill that was very popular was the 500 uh, real estate terms on demand. So you think about like, I need a dictionary of real estate terms. Alexa, what's a mortgage? What's, what's a contingency? What's a settlement? What's an appraisal? Um, and when you enable the skill, you have access to that. So if there's ever like, if there's ever a disagreement upon what the language is on anything, say, Hey, Alexa, w- what is it? And then, you know, that's, that's using knowledge that we already have in a conversational format to get what we want to then remind us if we're right or wrong or we need to improve. So let me understand something. Uh, so you just said you have to enable these skills. When I open the box and I plug in my Alexa, I got my, my, my thing sitting right over on the counter over there. Uh, you're saying that these things don't work automatically, that I have to do something to get them to work? I mean, it seems like Alexa would just do everything that I asked it to do. You have an iPhone or, or Android? Android. Okay. Well, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> I'm just going to speak on the iPhone. You have to you have to follow me on this, right? So when I buy my iPhone, I have it came preloaded with apps, right? And I can't tell you specifically which ones they were, but it became preloaded, right? That's using Apple's platform. And then there's other apps that I had to go to the store to download or I had to buy, or maybe even inside the ones I had to buy, there was an M app purchase that I then gave me access to more features. This is the same exact concept with Alexa. So um, there are skills that already come or whatever Amazon has already put in the platform just because of what users request um, and so forth. But then when you want to extend a different brand experience, or let's say you have two, you have two competing brands, right? And you have uh, different skills and you ask the same question, like who's going to, who's going to have the right answer. These are, and so these are questions that brands are starting to figure out, well, how do we battle inside of those little box that talks back? You you. know, somehow we've, we've all been dealing with these uh, phones for 10 years. So I guess we kind of have gotten used to it. How do we get used to it with, with these new voice devices? In other words, uh, how do I know which skills are available? How do I know? Because I can't see anything. Yeah. So there's no, this, is good. this is good. So what I'd recommend anybody do, even if you don't buy one of the Echo devices, is at least download the Amazon Alexa app to your phone. Right. So, so all this stuff is because I have that app on my phone. Yeah, good. And all this stuff is controlled by your phone? Yeah, it's controlled through the app on your phone or through the web-based login, which is, I think, alexa.amazon.com. Yeah. And so you, that's where you control all, that's where you control the list of all of the different skills that you've enabled. That's where you control that your, uh, your settings for your smart home. That's where you configure routines. And so a routine is something where at 5am, uh, you know, you're going to get, let's say a Bible verse and then play Gloria you know, on Spotify and Alexa will do that at 5am and turn on all the lights like right then, because that's a routine. So, yeah, I mean, I can imagine a lot of this stuff being, being really cool that, uh, you know, the, uh, the alarm goes off, the certain song that you like goes on, the lights turn on slowly in the, over five minutes or something that I can imagine it could turn on your coffee pot and it could, and it could make the water warm in the shower. So you're ready to go. I, I don't know. It could do 20 different things for you. It's, it's kind of a cool concept. Are there other devices that, that can do these things or is, is Alexa the one, the main one that's kind of going in that direction? Well, I've just chosen that one to be the primary platform where I spend my time. But um, you know, when you look at when you look at a couple of different things, is is this, if the platform doesn't allow integration, replace it, and if the app doesn't 
integrate, don't add it, right? So um, that's kind of like a, a rule to help you decide. And I'll repeat it for you if you want. If, if yeah. the platform doesn't allow integration, replace it. So let's say my platform is a sophisticated web-based conference and then I find Zoom and Zoom integrates with everything. I'm going to replace with what I was using with Zoom because it integrates with everything. Yeah. Now, if there's so an app example, that integrates with Zoom or if it doesn't integrate with Zoom, I might say, well, I'm not going to add this app because it doesn't integrate with Zoom. Yeah. You know, for example, we have uh, Wemo, which controls the lights in our house. The lights turn on and off at certain times and, and it connects with... Uh, with the Alexa machine. But what I'm really kind of getting more clear about is that on my computer, I have a keyboard, but there are many ways that you can get information into a computer. And my, your voice is one of those ways. Uh, and so Amazon is kind of the voice device that gets your information into a computer. And then the, then some other computer gives you information. That's really all it is. It's just, it's just an input output kind of device. Is that right? Yeah, you bet. And it can be integrated with a lot of different things too. I mean, you can integrate the, uh, the Alexa platform with your existing like fans and switches and like as your own developer, if you wanted to, that's, that's what, that's the kind of flexibility that it has. Okay. So let's go back to the business side of this. How do businesses use this uh, kind of stuff, which could be used just as a, as just for fun at your house but how, how do businesses use it to start making money? Good. So um, it's not, this answer is going to be the same for everybody because everyone's going to have like a different approach to how they make money. <clears throat> so maybe I can go through like the most common, common use cases. Yeah. Let's, let's then, go through a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. And so the easy, the easiest way to get on the platform with the least amount of time, headache and energy, just to say, Hey, I have an Alexa skill is by creating a flash briefing skill. And all that is a flash briefing skill is that's kind of a news feed that Alexa will play whenever you want that to play. So you could say, Alexa, start my flash briefing, it'll play, or you could have it timed in the device. So every five a every day at 5 a.m., the flash briefing plays. Right. So so as a brand, you can you can a brand could even have multiple flash briefings, but let's say just pick one. And the easiest way to use what you already have, if you have a podcast, is each podcast has an RSS feed. Right. And so all Alexa needs, this the back end of Alexa needs is the podcast RSS feed. And then you fill out the rest of the information with the logo. And now, you know, you make sure that it's optimized for SEO. And then you put it, submit it to the skill store for certification. So um, really, the, the rules the rules of engagement are the same. I still have to promote uh, the podcast or whatever the activity is that I want the people to do because somebody has to tell these people uh, that they're supposed to ask Alexa to do this certain thing. Well, so this is so good. So the book that you have for Stop Hustling Gigs that's sitting right next to you, yeah. like you spend a lot of time writing that book, right? Sure. Sure. And you spend a lot of time promoting that book, right? And I don't know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if what the rule is, is that you know you hear at NSA, but fifty percent of the work is writing the book. The other fifty percent of the book is selling the book. So I think where sometimes we might say, "Oh, we're not getting the return that we anticipated." Well, maybe we should look at in terms of how we promoted it to make sure that we are letting people know and the metrics don't lie, right? Like just like a website has Google analytics, we have voice analytics that tell you how many times a session has been used, how many times a particular user has activated a session, what are some of the errors in the language that created 
um, <clears throat> you know, I created an error message. So Alexa wasn't able to kind of help in that particular moment. Um, we, there's a lot of analytics in the background that you can go back and measure to say, this is working. This is what we need to fix. All right. Um, okay. You know, listen, uh, th there's a lot of things that, that were not clear. They're becoming a little more clear. Uh, I may need to uh, have a follow-up conversation on this, but, but give us a couple of, uh, of the business use cases. How do businesses start to take advantage of this? If they want to start to promote certain kinds of things and have people talk to Alexa about providing these kinds of skills or uh, routines, how do they do it? Yeah, good. So, you know, really comes down to selling what you already have or creating something new. And so if you wanted to sell what you already have, there's two different methods. One is a something that's like product service base where you just integrate Amazon Alexa and Amazon Pay as your e-commerce platform inside of Alexa. And the, the, would those two work together and, and talk nice together and like give a billing agreement, just like you have a billing agreement with your with your e-shopping cart, you can process transactions by with with the user talking to the Alexa device, um, just like they're shopping online, right? And you can order an Uber through, you know, Alexa, you can order coffee through Alexa, like you can do. Does, you do does, a lot with, does, Uber, does Uber connect to it? I'm sorry? So could I order an Uber right through it by, by yeah, voice? You, you have to, you have to activate, you have to activate the skill and, and fill out the customer profile information. And so one of the things that's kind of like standard across different Alexa skills is user permissions, right? Like, like I have to give you the, these, the skill provider permission to use my first name, last name, my mobile telephone number, my credit card information, uh, <clears throat> give you permission to send me push Alexa device, push notifications. So, so the circle turns yellow instead of blue. Um, you know, you have to, so like we have to con, uh, credit card and storing credit card information is another permission, um, that's out there. So, you know, the business case, it's like, how can we market to these different channels and sell, sell the, sell the e-commerce, uh, that we, we already have set up. Um, another way that businesses can make money is in the, at least in the space that we're in for, with information is you can sell access to content very much like a learning management system. Right. And so when we look at, uh, creating content for education or for training delivery, what we can think about is how can we repurpose our content in a way that moves people towards an outcome or they give them assignments. And so inside of Alexa, you, you have a deal where they have, it's called in-skill purchasing, which unlocks, unlocks uh, features, which would be your e-commerce platform. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not your e-commerce, but your, 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 your learning management system uh, content. And so like this is, we're still at, set, at the early stages of this and it's just going to be exciting to see kind of where this next like stage goes. But like, if you, if you are in the information marketing business, it's a great opportunity to be, be one of the first in uh, and just really repurpose what you already have, but put it in a conversational format. Listen, if, if there's been one giant takeaway from this discussion, uh, I'm understanding that this is highly parallel to the evolution of the computer, the evolution of the phone, the evolution of software. Yeah. Because you have apps, you have in the skill purchases, uh, you know, you are these in app purchases. I mean, everything is parallel. So a lot of the confusion that I had is going to start to 
evaporate because all I have to do is just remember that it's just, uh, it's on the same path as things that I've already lived through. And if, if the listeners just kind of catch on to that one big point, then this was a marvelous interview. Yeah, no, awesome. So you know, we think about in, in the marketing side, if you've ever created a customer journey map, right? And you have different stages of where a customer would interact with your business. You have, like I said before, you have face-to-face, you have, you have web-based, you have email, you have social media. Well, Alexa is another one of those channels that have to be added to the customer journey map. Now, heaven forbid we ever run a situation where we have to hundred of these different platforms. Well, that's, that's kind of the problem. In the old days, uh, you know, when, when, when you were a baby and and I was, uh, you know, doing what I was doing, uh, you know, you used to have two choices. You'd either call somebody on the phone or <laughs> letter. Those are your two choices. Now uh, you've got a hundred choices and you have to say, how would you like me to communicate with you? Well, I like WhatsApp, FaceTime. I like this. I like this. I don't like uh, email. I don't like links. I don't like. I mean, don't mess it up. It don't mess it simple. up. You know, the you 70s was a very simple time, <laughs> you know, but, but not so much anymore. <laughs> You know, so anyway, hey, listen, man, this has been a really cool interview. And I'll tell you what, uh, anybody who wants to get onto the uh, leading edge of this industry, I mean, listen, we're all about the inside track. <laughs> Profit from the inside is is really strategies to give people the inside track. And uh, you bring the inside track on all this voice stuff. So uh, I, I would tell people that if they really want to do this, if they need to do any development or whatever, they really do need some some counsel and guidance. Uh, I know you do seminars on this topic. I know that you're out there a lot. So uh, we will publish your your information in the show notes. But you you really have opened our eyes to something that we need more intel about. Well, cool. Thank you, Joel. I, I tell you, anybody who wants to get started in this like fast, there's a voice marketing for business Facebook group that you can join. So just like find that or we'll include that in the link and definitely get it, hop on that conversation where you can ask questions. And then also Joel mentioned that I do a full day program where you walk away developing your own skill before you even leave. In fact, we had somebody who, who made three of them in the first hour. <laughs> so it's like, We've never had a program where we've actually done anything. And so uh, um, it's a growing community. It's very exciting to be a part of it. And uh, I want to thank you, Joel, for allowing me to to share some of these ideas with you. Well, hey, listen, if if you had some guy come to your seminar and produce three skills (laughs) in an hour, I would say he's a potential competitor. (laughs) (laughs) You never know, man. You never, but here's, you know, here's, here's the value is teaching people how to fish, right? Not create dependency relationships because there will always be something else to work on. Right. And so voice being one of them, it's not the only, it's not the only thing. So, um, (laughs) you know, let let me, let me just, let me just wrap up by saying this. Uh, I would like to learn how to fish, but I might still prefer to pay you to fish. There you go. I mean, I mean, just because you learn how to do something doesn't mean you learn how to do it very well. Yeah. And and the truth is, the world's very complicated. This this is clearly complicated. And and Doug, you are the man when it comes to uh, voice implementation and so forth. So thanks very much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. you. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a giant thanks to my podcast producer, David Wolf, and his team at Podcast and Radio Networks. 
Profit from the Inside simply wouldn't be what it is without David and his team. For more information or to learn how you can launch and produce your own podcast, reach out to podcastandradio.com. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joel Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 72000. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 72000 for your copy now. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.